Welcome to What's New and What's Up, the bi-weekly podcast show from Nazarene Publishing House. This podcast focuses on new and future product releases from the various companies of Nazarene Publishing House. The podcast will also allow you, the listener, to meet ministry partners from NPH that you would have otherwise not met before and allow you to know what NPH is up to from an inside point of view. So welcome again, or for the very first time, or for the very first time in a long time because I have not posted one of these podcasts in a long time. But uh, in any case, welcome, and I am your host, Matt Zimmer, and I serve at NPH in our Church Resources Department. And as you know, Nazarene Publishing House is located here in Kansas City, Missouri, and has been here in Kansas City for a very long time, serving the Church of the Nazarene and the Greater Church of Jesus Christ. And we are located about seven minutes south of Kansas City's downtown airport, where every summer we get to watch an awesome show of Blue Angel Jets flying around the downtown area on a sunny, sunny summer afternoon. Well, with me today for this show is my coworker and friend, Ev Lettingham. Ev has been a part of your life, uh, if you're listening to this. He's been a part of your life for a very long time. If you've attended a Nazarene Sunday School through the years, and today you'll get to know Ev a bit more, and it's my pleasure to welcome you, Ev, to this discussion. Thank you. Well, Ev, I, I usually start out with some sort of question about where you come from and, and what brought you to MPH. So, uh, tell me a little bit about where you grew up, maybe a bit about your ministry path, and then and then tell us a little bit how long have you been here in your current ministry role here at in uh, NPH and specifically at Word Action? Well actually I was born in Kentucky and okay. I grew up in Ohio so I guess uh, by that token I'm a Midwest boy. Uh, my father was a Pilgrim Holiness pastor so we moved around a lot. Okay. I have several different hometowns if you will. Uh, then I had a business career for about 15 years before I went to seminary and I didn't go to seminary till I was 35 years old. And then um, after seminary, I pastored for about six years. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I came here, and I'm in my 16th year here. Um, Four years, the past four years, I've been the senior editor of the adult curriculum group. Um, I also earned my uh, doctor of ministry degree from uh, Nazarene Theological Seminary several years ago. Uh, But I'd better stop right there, because if they start adding up, they'll figure out how old I am. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, uh, Ev, you've been uh, guiding people on their spiritual journeys through small group materials like Word Actions Dialogue series and through uh, Word Actions Adult Curriculum. And as a pastor, I knew of you uh, first through the numerous quality resources that you wrote and edited. I remember um, uh, getting these books, uh, looking at these books in a magazine called the Dialogue Series and all these great titles and thinking, oh man, Ev Lettingham wrote this, Ev wrote this, Ev wrote this. Man, this guy just must be writing all the time. (laughs) But that's how I first came to know you. And I'm not sure um, if you realize how large of a ministry you really have. But um, what do you think when people come up to you or email you with stories of of spiritual breakthroughs um, because of a resource that you've written or edited? What, What does that do inside of you? Well, actually, I don't hear about it too much. Uh, this is a kind of an anonymous job, 
I am basically just a picture on the page for a, a lot of people. But once in a while, somebody will email me or something and tell mm -hmm. me what's been going on. Um, and when they do, it makes the hard job seem <laughs> worthwhile. Being a pastor, you know, you get immediate feedback from people because you're looking them in the eye when you're preaching sermons and et cetera. But here I don't get to look people in the eyes. Right, right. Um, but I really hope that um, through what I do here that I can help some teacher or some student uh, make some connections to the story of the gospel. You know, to, to suddenly see how this all relates together and how that uh, Revelation is a narrative uh, story that's very old mm -hmm. and yet it's always new. And then how God has been caring for people's souls all throughout that process. Uh, occasionally, I will hear about somebody uh, reading something and said, I never, never realized that before. And that makes me feel real good inside. Because I really hope that people can discover the journey that, that we've been on and, uh, and uh, be able to change their lives. Uh, you didn't ask me this, but one of the metaphors I like to use for Scripture is that of the ocean. You can really get a lot of, see a lot of beauty and majesty with just skimming along the top of the ocean. Mm -hmm. But you can also dive very deeply and see things that you can't even imagine are there from the top. And I think that's pretty much like it, like the discipleship journey is. You're, you're going along the top sometimes and seeing beautiful things, and then you stop and dive down. And I hope that our work helps you dive down and see those things that are underneath. Yeah, sure. And I, you know, again, I go back to when I was pastoring a little small church in northern Arkansas, and we'd pick up a dialogue book, and it would had to do something with the very basics of Christian faith. And then, and then during the course of the year, we'd move to something a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper. And that ocean metaphor kind of reminds me, it takes me back to that time where where we go, well, okay, we're at the end of 11 weeks, 12 weeks, what are we going to study next? Well, let's do another dialogue and let's do something a little bit deeper. And I think that's a great, that's a great metaphor. We tried to build in variety that way so that... Uh, because we know there are a lot of different kind of people out there, and they're at different places in their walk. Mm -hmm. And so we try to do some things that are pretty basic and do some things that will teach uh, old dogs new tricks. Right, yeah, sure. Ev, I am uh, naturally biased to our curriculum because of its great biblical depth, as we've been talking about, and, and its scope. Not only is it deep, but it's, it's broad, it's wide. And I'm sure you you have a bit of bias as well to our resources, but but if we could put all biased views aside and we'll just pretend, <laughs> um, why why would you give Word Action Adult Curriculum a very serious look as a pastor or a Sunday school teacher? I mean, what is it about this curriculum that if you were looking at it for the very first time, you'd say, okay, this impresses me. I really need to look into this. Well, there are two things that uh, recommend it to me. One is that I think it really is truly biblically based. And I think that's important because mm -hmm. that's what you want to do in, in church is you want your people studying the Bible. The other thing is, and this is where the bias that we're pretending we don't have comes yeah, yeah. in, <laughs> uh, it's truly Wesleyan. Uh, if you think about the Wesleyan quadrilateral, uh, how other things come to bear, you know, on the, the truth of Scripture. You also have tradition and reason and your experience. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how the Word Action uh, 
curriculum approaches it. So we'll be, we're getting all that we can possibly get out of the Bible, but yet we're doing it through the Wesleyan lens that tells us that there's an optimism of grace, that uh, life can be better, that we can live sinless, holy lives now. And I think that's very important for somebody who wants their congregation to be not only Christians, but to be Wesleyan Christians. Sure, sure. I think that's important. Um, you know, those two things, obviously the, the Bible-centeredness of it and then the Wesleyan lens are very, very important. And I think if you're listening to this podcast today and you're a pastor or perhaps a Sunday school teacher or a small group leader, and you're thinking, wow, you know, I look at this curriculum and, and I know that there's things that you can download. Uh, there's free things off of Internet sites. There's all kinds of things that are out there. There's video-based curriculum. But I tell you what, our, our Word Action Adult Curriculum, for those two reasons right there alone, uh, is very worth your look and very worth your while. And I think that you'll find it, and Ev, maybe you can help me with this a little bit, that it's very competitive on the on the price range. I think you're not going to find much more quality than and and for the price than than our curriculum. That's true, uh, or at least I've been told that it's true. <laughs> but I think also you don't have to spend a lot of time and energy filtering all those things that you can download. Mm -hmm. You really have to look closely at the underlying theology. With uh, Word Action, you can trust that this is a Wesleyan viewpoint. I mean, that's why I have spent all of my time in education, uh, getting an education, uh, and growing up in a Wesleyan background, and that's the way every one of our editors is. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to, to worry that your, your people are being taught ideas that you don't want to um, preach from the pulpit because of your own Wesleyan persuasion, and this, this one does not have to be translated. Right, exactly, exactly. Well, back to a personal question. Um, Ev, you've got, you're obviously our senior editor, and you've got assistant editors and writers and people that you work with, along with um, this idea of visionarying for curriculum out into the future, and you, you juggle a lot. But I would say, I would ask you this, what do you consider your, your single purpose and calling here to be at MPH and, and again at Word Action? Well, if I can go back to my ocean metaphor, I think my purpose here is to uh, help make it possible for people to dive deeply into God's Word. Um, I want churches to be able to discover the truth about God, and I really think that um, my place here is to enable that for mm -hmm. them. Um, two of my favorite activities are reading and writing. <laughs> and I'm lucky enough to be in a place where they pay me to read and write. And so my ministry and my teaching grows out of that. So um, I think I'm really here to be uh, an enabler of teachers and pastors. Good, good. And your local church ministry is what? What, what keeps you busy outside of NPH? I'm, uh, well, I help conduct wor worship services every Sunday. And uh, I don't actually teach a class right now, but I have taught before. And uh done grief groups and uh, several different things like that. I have a variety of things that I've done. But right now, uh, consistently, I'm I'm assisting with uh, the worship service and the communion service Good. every Sunday. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, kind of last couple of questions here. What's coming down the pike that, Ev, you are really excited about that you could share with us if you're free to share it with us, that you're really excited about. Give us a little insight as to what's coming down the pike with, with Word Action materials. Well, I'll be glad to tell you, even though you can't click on the web right now, and get <laughs> it, uh, 
these are things that we're working on and we're getting closer and closer this spring we're going to come out with something called the Christian Beliefs series and that is uh, three books although they're in a magazine format to make them easy to use um, and the three books in the series are Christianity 101 Articles of Faith and Growing in Faith so the first one the Christianity uh, 101 is like the basics of the faith and it's actually I wrote this one and it's written from the standpoint of you didn't have to grow up in church a lot of churches have uh, new believers who have not grown up in church but don't know what basically we believe as Christians and that's what Christianity 101 is going to do so for eight weeks in a small group they can study the basics of the Christian faith then articles of faith uh, in eight weeks you study the 16 articles of faith of the Church of the Nazarene so uh, if a pastor wants to take new people into uh, church membership but they don't know what the church believes or if somebody's been going to the Nazarene church for a long time but they've never really mm -hmm. wrestled with what our core beliefs are that's what that book will do and then the third book Growing in Faith uh, will help anyone uh, whether they're old Christian or a new Christian develop a lifelong personal discipleship journey okay uh, you know how to read the Bible study the Bible pray uh, how to be of service to other people and things like that and those are three books or magazines if you will that will be on the shelves and they can be used in, in any order at any time uh, but those those will be coming out next spring and next summer so potentially before the the next district assembly season yes okay potentially okay uh, at the very least, Christianity 101 and Articles of Faith will be ready then. Okay. Uh, the growing in faith may be a little later. Sure. Uh, coming to that. Sure. Hopefully by uh, next General Assembly for sure. Right. Right. Yeah. We great. We should have some things to give out at General Assembly. <laughs> That'd be great. Then there is something else coming up, which I can't really say the name of right now because we're not far enough along into the process. But I can tell you the general concept, and mm -hmm. it there are there are two kinds of small group studies there are two new series that are coming out very similar to the dialogue series except they won't be 13 weeks they'll be about six weeks long one strand of it will be a bible study it'll be verse by verse for a small group to go through a bible book mm -hmm. uh, the other one will be a more of a topical study so you can mix and match choose the way you want there will probably be three or four titles a year but those are not going to be uh, ready until probably next fall or maybe a little bit later. Okay. But then those will keep on going. That Those will be ongoing series just like the dialogue series was and will continue to produce new volumes as time goes on. So those are the two things that are coming Good. out for small group and discipleship. Great, great. And I know that... Um you know, we've been getting feedback, you know, we like the dialogue series, pastors or teachers will say, but could we have optional, shorter type right. of things? And so that's going to hopefully, you know, pastor, if you're listening, uh, kind of fit the bill, if you will, for something a little bit shorter. Perhaps you do it on a, a sunny night in a home right. or um, during a midweek, uh, something on a, on a Wednesday night or perhaps a Thursday. Uh, I don't, doesn't sound like it's gender specific. Just no, not at all. Okay, so you could do it uh, in in that kind of a way as well. Well, Ev, finally, um, what is your? I know this is a hard question, but what is your very favorite biblical passage to study, and and why? You're right; it's difficult. <laughs> there are too many. 
uh, I've studied uh, too long. But um, I could pick one for you, I think, and that would be the Gerasene demoniac story. Oh. And part of the reason is, is I think that it describes in such a clear way what our lives are like when they're messed up by mental illness or by the trials of life or addictions and things like that. Just It describes to me very graphically the way sin affects our lives. But at the same time, it also describes very graphically what happens when we meet Jesus. Mm. I just love the part where the people from the town come back and they find the demoniac sitting there in his right mind and mm-hmm. clothed. And uh, that is just exactly the opposite of the way he was before. He was naked. He was running through the tombs. He wasn't even able to live with people in society. And just the contrast of those two has always intrigued me. Um, and so I've, I've yeah. read that one quite a few times. That's great. That's great. Well, everybody has their favorite passage. You know, I think even today I was thinking about, uh, you know, the story of, of the Israelites backed up against the Red Sea. And we're studying that in Sunday school. So that's where my mind is at right now in the curriculum. And, and uh, before that was the story in Genesis, uh, or rather in Romans. And so um, those stories are, are always fun to, to recall. Um, well, Ev, I just want to thank you for joining me um, today. Uh, I hope that uh, you've enjoyed listening to uh, Ev and myself talk a little bit about uh, what's what's coming down with Word Action and a little bit more about Ev and the writer behind the books and the dialogue series and all those things. You get a sneak peek at, at what he's up to and what he's all about here at NPH. And you can find this episode of What's New and What's Up and previous episodes by logging on to www.nph.com. You can also uh, log on to iTunes and subscribe uh, to this as well. And I hope that you found this discussion fun and informative, and I hope you'll continue to listen to this podcast in the days ahead. Sorry that this has come a little bit later than normal, but uh, we'll get back on track and hopefully give you some more news about what's coming down the road here at Nazarene Publishing House. Again, this is Matt Zimmer, and I want to thank you for listening to What's New and What's Up from Nazarene Publishing House. Thank you.